Hello, this is Alan with Press Play Streaming Studios, and you're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, a proud member of the Red 5 Network. And it's like they say, you can't have the scuttle without the butt. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. All right, thank you for tuning in to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. If you just found us, thank you very much, and we hope that you enjoy what we have to offer. If you are a longtime friend of the podcast, thanks again for stopping by. My name is Ro, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the butt to my scuttle. <laughs> or wait a minute, is it the scuttle to my butt? I'm confused. I don't know what is which end is which. Shanti, my friend, how's tricks? <laughs> well... I almost got into a fight with someone on Twitter today because that never happens. That never happens. Uh, <laughs> you're such a troublemaker. You get into no, 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 no. He started it. This guy started it. All right. And I ended it. <laughs> Blocked. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> no one comes at me using Conan. Okay. Yeah. Do not <laughs> weaponize Conan. But Do not uh, mess with him. Since we are both amped and pumped, uh, let's get quick, quick cuts started. I am really uh, pumped for this one. And um, I hope you are, too. We got uh, three great topics. One of them is a little kind of related to uh, some Star Wars news that has been circulating the interwebs, which uh, I find interesting, uh, you know, for various reasons. Um, I, I, I won't lie. And uh, it's uh, it's got me uh, interested in, in kind of uh, talking a little bit about that. But we'll get to it. We have three Wonderful topics from three of our lovely uh, Twitter followers. We've got uh, a question and a topic from Dave Richards. Uh, good guy right there. Ali K, another good guy. What's up, Ali? Are you uh, walking Jasper or uh, hanging out with the, with the cats and dogs on your deck? He's got a beautiful new deck. Love it. Love it. Great job. You did a good job, man. Posting I wish. pictures and stuff. With my fear of bugs, I don't go near plants. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to hear a funny story? Is it really funny quick? or, or it, To me, it is. Yeah. Um, so during my party days in my 20s and actually going to the club and coming home at <laughs> 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, dead serious, mm-hmm. my mom is is quite the insomniac. Yeah. But I could never rely on her, obviously, to be up till 5 o'clock in the morning. So I would tell her all the time. I said, listen, I know it's a lot safer to leave the porch light on, but I told her, it's attracting all the damn bugs. Oh, yeah. So when I come home late, I cannot go near the front door. <laughs> and sometimes I'd come home early enough where she'd be, you know, awake and she could turn it off, unlock the door for me, and then I would just dart and make a run for it. But I told her, I was like, you're going to have to start turning the light off because it's attracting every moth and bug known yeah. to man. And I need to get inside the house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what happened to me. I got the light on. It's dark out. They and, love it. Uh, They're attracted they all, to it. They all hang out on my front porch. I hate it. Ugh. Uh, uh, the uh, third topic is from one of our Red 5 members, uh, mm-hmm. the guys over at the Escape Pod. So uh, that's Yay. a good question from, from them. Um, so let's start with, I'm going to start out with the easy one because uh, some of these other ones might take a little time and they're... Right. Uh, I think Ali's is going to be a little controversial. Uh, so you t- think? 
Leave it to Ollie. <laughs> but uh, the guys over at the Escape Pod uh, tweeted uh, the other night, uh, what makes some sci-fi fantasy franchises resonate with people more than others? And uh, I'll give you an example. They cite uh, people adore Star Wars and Star Trek, both stars. Uh, but uh, something like Battlestar Galactica is a little bit on the back end. Um, I was going to say, uh, what is that? The, the 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 series on Sci-Fi Channel that, uh, not Dave Filoni, the other, the other guy. Uh, he's a brown coat. Um, they call the, the, so Star Trek fans are called Trekkies. Uh-huh. And and the uh, or trekkers depending mm-hmm. on what side of the Mason Dixon line you're at, <laughs> um, but the um, the fans of this show is called they're called brown coats. Okay. And now I can't remember the name of uh, the show. Oh, Firefly. Oh, Firefly. Firefly, and uh, yeah. That is a very popular show. I never really mm-hmm. got into Firefly. I think I Me watched either. the movie. Um, but I didn't, uh, wasn't really into the series, but, um, yeah, interesting question. What, what makes some sci-fi properties like massively more appealing to, to fans that, uh, have gathered together to become fans? Obviously we are very familiar with star Wars fans, very familiar with star Trek fans. You've got the doctor who fans that are called Mm -hmm. Whovians. Uh, and that, that's for you, Nick. Um, I think uh, you know we we talk about Doctor Who from time to time, and I know that there's a big Doctor Who community. I mean, for God's oh, sakes, yeah. the show has been going on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, what are some of the other? Can you name some other sci-fi properties or other shows that are really not as popular as Star Wars or Star Trek? We've got uh, let's see, Stargate. I know there's a lot of fans uh, that really love Stargate. I wasn't a big Stargate guy again. I think uh, a lot of the shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I think they, that started on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, seemed a little iffy for me. And I know I've spoken to Andrew about this over at Coruscant Radio Underground. He says that the first uh, two seasons are a little uh, questionable, but it starts to get good uh, around uh, the third or fourth season. And that's fine. You know, everybody, you know, even Star Trek, the next generation had its growing pains and they all do when they uh, get in onto the small screen and all these uh, writers have to kind of churn out stories week by, you know, week by week. But um, what is it about these high end uh, IPs that really resonate with people? What do you think? It's really funny. I really felt like this question applied to me because it's no secret. I've made it known before that I myself am actually not a huge sci-fi person. So like Battlestar Galactica, Babylon, like all that stuff, Star, even Star Trek. I've never watched a single episode of Star Trek, not even going really? back, not even going back to William Shatner, like the original, never seen it. My mom was a huge Trek. She loved Star Trek. We got to get your mom on the show. My mom will not come on. <laughs> She's already made that very clear to me. I want her. I would love for her to come on. I mean, she really loves listening to a couple of the episodes and what she hears. And believe it or not, I have discussions with her about what we're going to talk about. And <laughs> she always gives some really great insight to tell you nice. the truth. She is such a nerd. Well, she's my biggest enabler yeah 
biggest enabler. So it makes sense. Um, Do you know who Dr. Mr. Spock is? Yeah, I know who Spock is. Okay, there you go. I know who Spock is. So I love Leonard Nimoy. You're well-rounded. The thing at is, least. well, because I've always been into pop culture in general. So even if I haven't seen something, even if I haven't seen a movie or a TV show, I will sit on IMDb and I'll read all the trivia that you oh, know that yeah. you can give me because that's right. just how I am. That's how I retain. But um, I was never really into that. Never really watched Sci-Fi Channel. I mean. The only sci-fi that I really watched in terms of television was like reruns of my favorite Martian, Lost in Space, The Twilight Zone. I like more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But once you start getting to Star Trek, and not that there's anything wrong with it, it's just not my thing. Firefly, we were just talking about, I, I never got into that. Star Wars really is the only one, and that's only because I don't really consider Star Wars to be sci-fi right, right. technically. Mm-hmm. So, but it is funny how we cert we we gravitate towards certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned the original Star Trek uh, from mm-hmm. back in the day, and obviously we've had many incarnations of Star Trek. We did mention Doctor Who. There's uh, there's there's a lot of sci-fi out there, <laughs> um, and you know stuff that may or may not be sci-fi, but uh, you know kind of fall under the genre of nerds oh. and geeks. You did mention Twilight Zone, which was a phenomenal show back in the day as well. Uh, Rod Serling, obviously the uh, mastermind of that. There are fans of of Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone. Respect. Um, And that show obviously has also gone through a a reboot um, for, uh, you know, newer audiences. But it is interesting how, uh, I don't know, there's a certain element, there's a certain spark that Mm -hmm. uh, some of these uh, shows with a a deeper following. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, just for example, you take Star Wars and obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, Star Wars was released in 1977. um, But something like Star Trek is a little older and Doctor Who obviously is a lot older Mm -hmm. um, than Star Wars. uh, Another show I've never seen. I've never seen a single episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, and there's a lot. I mean, I know it's uh, it's almost it's like sixty years, seventy five. I do have an actor preference that I would be willing to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's David. Yeah, David Tennant. Yeah, he's the one that I would watch. Yep. He uh, he's a very uh, favorite Mm -hmm. uh, for the fans. I also and, have a huge crush on him. <laughs> Surprise. And, and, it's, and it's funny because, you know, Doctor Who is uh, is unique. Where, you know, they're almost like James Bond where they mm-hmm. change character, They change actors and uh, each one brings their his or her own yep. thing to to the franchise, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, this like latest that. doctor, this latest doctor is a female. It's the mm-hmm. first time that they uh, did that. So it's 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 interesting. Um, I talk to Nick a lot about Doctor Who, and it's funny because he is also in in the in a Doctor Who chat and mm-hmm. uh, community, and uh, I think that fans, no matter what uh, you're a fan of, there's always a group that uh, that make trouble for the rest of us, and mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Who is uh, is no exception. It's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a certain magic, you know, and, and not because a show is old or nostalgic, will it, uh, survive the test of time? You know, you've got old series, old movies. Um, well, in this case, I'm going to mention space 1999, which was a cheesy 
really cheesy sci-fi that was uh, aired, I think, on on either ABC or, or CBS back in the day in the late seventies. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and uh, I I did a rewatch. There's two seasons that uh, that were released, and uh, again I, I just watched it because I remember as a kid I used to love. I mean, I loved sci-fi as a kid, so I, I remember Space 1990, ta- um, kind of through rose-colored glasses, as they mm-hmm. say. It was very nostalgic watching these actors. And like I said, it's really cheesy stuff. You can see, you know, the costumes were bad. The creatures were bad. You can see the wire uh, moving back and forth. The, the lasers were pretty bad. But there's something uh, so wonderful about that, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely. And I know, like I said, there, uh, you know, I'm sure there, there's a fan community of Space 1999. It's just that mm-hmm. you don't see them. Right. There's people obviously enjoyed that series, and uh, I'm really, you know, I really enjoyed it for various reasons. I think again, nostalgia plays into it. But um, you know, they did have some very interesting stories. And actually, in my rewatch, mm-hmm. I noticed that there are a ton, a ton of Star Wars actors. Uh, that uh, played minor roles in the series as it was coming through. You have Christopher Lee. Oh, wow. You have uh, Peter Cushing. Huh. You have, um, awesome. I don't remember the, the actor's name, but uh, he was in the original Star Wars. He was uh, one of the X-Wing technicians that uh, pulled R2 out of the X-Wing when mm-hmm. uh, at towards the end of the movie. So he's in it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, Star Wars actors and obviously because, you know, so Star Wars was being filmed in 76, right. uh, you know, right before and the series kind of, uh, popped up around that time. So you have a lot of working actors that were, you know, crisscrossing and you see them in, in Twilight Zone. Obviously, uh, William Shatner was in a Twilight Zone back in the day. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool stuff, but there's, like I said, there's a certain magic that, uh, is attached to each franchise that people mm-hmm. kind of, you know, gravitate to. Um, what other shows were you into if you weren't into real, like, you know, just science fiction? Other shows? Is... <laughs> I think, you know, by now that the majority of the stuff that I watched was very comedy based. So for the most part, I mean, like I never really watched the sci-fi channel except for the Twilight Zone marathon that they would do for New Year's. And mm-hmm. honestly, now because of a new a new show that came out with Alan Tudyk, um, Resident Alien, which I think oh, is really great because, yeah, of course, it's sci-fi and, and it's about an alien coming to Earth and this and that. But it's done so well and the humor is so good and everyone's so eccentric. I don't know. The cast just works. I really like it. It's really taken me by surprise as someone who is not a huge sci-fi person. Yeah. I mean, uh, are there groups of uh, comedy fans out there like they are Star Wars and Star Trek? I don't know. Oh, I'm, oh yeah. Comedy. Sure. I, I think yeah. I think every genre has its own group. You've got your horror fanatics. There, I think yeah. there are comedy. I mean, I, it's weird to say, but I take comedy very seriously (laughs) it's such a strange uh, sentence to utter but it's true i take it i take it very seriously i do i think comedy is a big deal i think everyone likes to laugh i think it's something a sense of humor is something you can share so it's a big deal not only that but it's something that i look for when i'm looking for people that i want to be friends with i mean if you have no sense of humor (laughs) chances are we're not going to get along absolutely (laughs) sense of humor Laughing is very, uh, very, very important. important. Very important. 
So yeah, that was the topic from the guys over at the Escape Pod. Thank you very much. Another very good uh, question. Wonderful mm-hmm. member of our Red Five family. Thank you guys. Uh, check them out. Uh, Redfivenetwork.com at the Escape Pod. All right. And speaking of winners, Dave Richards, uh, he just won our sentry mode from last week, or was it the week before the yeah. episode that we did with uh, Dork Wars podcast? Oh, the week before. And uh, yeah, finally somebody won one of our contests. Yay. Congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> Dave. Thank time. you very much. It's about time. But he's got a great question that he uh, actually posted Mm-hmm. Probably like three episodes ago, and I wanted to save it because it's, it was a really good one. Uh, he asks, what do you think are some of the best superhero movie castings of all time? Alternatively, who do you think was was badly miscast? And he's got uh, a picture that accompanied that post. He's mm-hmm. got uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron mm-hmm. Man, Heath Ledger as the Joker, Wesley Snipes as uh, Blade, and obviously... One of our very favorite supermen, Christopher mm-hmm. Reeve. I gotta say, you know, he really, um, he really selected some really great actors and and characters to post mm-hmm. on this question, because I, I think all four of them, as mentioned, uh, are very, very wonderfully cast and perfectly cast. What do you think? I could not agree more. And as someone who is very much not a Superman fan. I will always love Christopher Reeve as Superman. Absolutely. I'll even watch the, which one was the really bad Superman? The one with Richard Pryor. I'll even watch that. Is that one three? In it. Yeah. Three. Three or four. Yeah. Is there four? Something like that. Is there four? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. But I'll even watch that because Christopher Reeve is in mm-hmm. it and uh, he's just a great actor. Obviously yeah. uh, he was uh, sorely missed. Mm-hmm. When uh, not only he passed away, but when he uh, had his uh, accident, which uh, paralyzed him. Unfortunate circumstances, yes. But uh, what are some of the other actors that you think that uh, are are cast uh, fairly well? And uh, obviously being part of the comic book nerd community, there are a lot of superhero movies. Mm -hmm. A lot more nowadays than uh, when we were growing up. I think all we had was... uh, an old Spider-Man, yep, Superman, and obviously <laughs> Batman. <laughs> so being a, a fan of Batman, and there have been many incarnations of Batman and many actors who have taken the cowl, mm-hmm. who is your favorite actor playing the role of Batman? And let's say not, you know, favorite, but also very well cast, okay. perfectly cast as Batman. I'm biased. So my favorite, if you're all right, if we put emotion into all of it and, you know, being sentimental, I'm always going to say Michael Keaton. Mm. However, that's not to say that was a good casting choice. Yeah. And I know there was a lot of controversy around his, you know, casting, especially because of his height and, you know, not being very well known for that kind of role. I think, George Clooney was the <laughs> was miscast. Yeah, totally, absolutely. I'm not gonna bring up Ben Affleck because again, that's just being biased. I don't like Ben Affleck as a person. Mm. I don't like him as an actor, so I'm not even going to consider him in the least bit. Mm. Believe it or not, I cannot, 
cannot believe I'm saying this at all <laughs> because I really hate Schumacher's rest in peace Schumacher I'm so sorry it's rude he's dead but <laughs> <laughs> you know what Val Kilmer wasn't too bad yeah, honestly okay. I actually don't think he was too bad and because the biggest problem has always been portraying both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Everyone can seem to get Batman down, but when it comes to actually playing Bruce Wayne, that's where, you know, there always seems to be a problem. And I actually feel Val Kilmer was kind of okay at doing both. I actually don't think Christian Bale did too bad at portraying both. Mm -hmm. But I also don't feel like we get enough of Bruce Wayne sometimes to even kind of like make that decision. But um, yeah, in terms of Batman, I'm gonna throw a bone to Val Kilmer, no, and definitely and definitely Christian Bale. It's interesting that you said that uh, actors uh, sometimes have uh, trouble portraying both personas. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, have you seen the documentary uh, Val? It's no, uh, I haven't Val seen Kilmer. it yet. I haven't it's seen it yet. They definitely touch on his expectations. Yeah, uh, I, I heard. The, yeah, and it's it's interesting. I think it I think it's something that you would find. Um, kind of intriguing that's why i want to watch it because i heard yeah. he spoke about his experience playing batman you know val kilmer is one of those actors again uh i had mentioned that there's certain actors that kind of like draw me in mm -hmm. for whatever reason val kilmer mm -hmm. is definitely one you know i obviously i liked him in willow i liked him in um uh tombstone. the uh <laughs> oh my god tombstone. <laughs> I, love I love tombstone, tombstone. and he's so good do, in that movie we gotta oh, do a western episode and get tombstone movie. in there love yeah. tombstone but yeah, and of I course, definitely loved him. The Doors movie. Oh my God. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, watching that documentary and uh, realizing uh, <clears throat> what he went through or, and what he's going through really with uh, with stuff <gasps> is uh, is heartbreaking. You know, we, uh, we see these actors and they play these roles that are usually bigger than life. And then mm -hmm. when, when uh, you know... When the cameras stop rolling and the curtains are drawn and, and you realize that, you know, these are just people like us that have the same problems we do. It's uh, it's kind of sad sometimes to watch, uh, you know, these actors, uh, you know, do what they do after the fact, because uh, I when I was on 97 Bravo's uh, show and he was interviewing me, you know, that was something that we kind of touched upon. And I said, you know, you'd be really surprised how many people get into acting because they have anxiety in the same mm. way that most stand-up comics are depressed messes. I mean, there is something to be said about that. I mean, if you read a lot of biographies on IMDb, you'd be surprised how many actors you read up on them that say that they had this debilitating anxiety and acting was a way of therapy and yeah. a way for them to express themselves and kind of channel that anxiety. So you can see why it holds such a huge interest for me. I mean, so many actors don't like to do interviews. They're painfully awkward. Nicole Kidman is known for having a lot of anxiety and being very shy. She doesn't really like doing interviews. That'd be the kind of actor I would be. <laughs> I would never do interviews. It's funny to me. It's because true. I work with a reporter and the first thing that he said, he goes, I don't like talking to people. See? And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I'm kind of like that because yeah. I'm, I'm very more observant and to myself and you're lucky that I talked to any of you at ScarifCon. <laughs> it was like pulling teeth, girl. I was so worried I was going to be a silent mess, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad I loosened up a little bit. 
I saw you. Uh, I was at the mic, and I saw you uh, walk into the patio area, and uh, you just kind of disappeared after a while because I didn't. Uh, I'm like, where'd she go? But uh, speaking of uh, badly cast characters, um, you know, we talk about Reeve, uh, Christopher Reeve being a perfect Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, his arch enemy, Lex mm-hmm. Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot who I posted this to, but uh, I think it was 97 Bravo. We talked about Lex Luthor um, being miscast uh, by uh, Jesse Eisenberg. What a bad casting choice there, in my opinion. But I'm sure a lot of people share my opinion. I didn't see any of the movies where he's in it. And even just from watching the trailer, I, I was like... This is this was a horrible idea. It's just some actors, unfortunately, they have these certain ticks, right. and they and they and you know I know you mentioned like with um, with Loki how Owen Wilson is. You feel like he's constantly just playing himself in every movie. Yeah. I feel the same way about Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. He's not a bad actor, but when you're constantly playing this twitchy Woody Allen type character right. all the time. I feel like that's exactly what you're giving us with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Nothing different. No range. Yeah. Another badly cast Lex mm-hmm. Luthor was uh, Kevin Spacey. As someone who doesn't like Superman, I didn't really have a huge problem, I guess, with that casting. I mean, obviously, I have an issue with him now. <laughs> but I actually didn't really mind that movie. But you're also talking to somebody that just absolutely hates Superman. So, yeah. Let's uh, quickly go down uh, the casting of uh, some of the Avengers, obviously, because it's uh, kind of easy to kind of pick them apart. Anybody in that cast uh, of the Avengers that you think are like just perfect or not so perfect? We mentioned uh, Robert Downey Jr. He's perfect. Robert Downey Jr. is perfect. I was I just watched the newest episode of What If, which Mm -hmm. I didn't like actually very much. And I started thinking about that in my head. I'm like, man, I really can't. I mean, I really can't think of anybody if they want to continue, you know, with this character of Iron Man. I was like, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah. Um, now being more well versed on the character, I know you were talking about Avengers, but before, you know, it slips out of my mind. Um, I can't imagine anybody else playing Deadpool now, but Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah. There's certain characters that Some really people get I just, married to the role. Yeah. Chris yeah. Evans, love him as Captain America. I totally buy his goody two shoes boyish charm i wonder if a lot of people felt that way right away because i know i didn't because i, knew I was worried chris, yeah i knew chris evans from uh fantastic, the old four. fantastic four he was a great not uh, another teen movie he was right. comedic he was very funny yeah and i was a little worried i was very worried because i am like why are they casting him as uh captain america i can't really picture it pleasantly surprised yeah but here's the thing about it. I mean, he really sold the Human Torch for me, and I think that's uh, a, a credit to he his acting He was the best job. part of the movie yeah. for me. Yeah. And I couldn't picture, you know, someone like that as Captain America, but he really blew my socks off. Paul Rudd, when it yeah. was announced he was going to play Ant-Man. I'm like, what? I was like, huh? Yeah. I was like, really? first of all, I was like, I can't even believe they're even doing ant-man for right. i mean i actually knew who ant-man was and i and i was like how are they gonna go about this and now mm-hmm. and the first ant-man movie is like one of my favorites and i yeah. can't believe that paul rudd 
slipped into this universe so well. I mean, you mentioned a while back, you mentioned Michael Keaton. I was the same way that way because I knew Michael Keaton from a lot of comedies. And I'm like, how are they yeah. putting him in But you know what? He didn't Batman. do a bad job as Batman. Yeah. It, it's, it's Bruce Wayne where I have a little bit of a problem believing him being the Bachelor playboy. But they also don't really give you too much of that either Yeah, with him. They focus yeah. more on Batman. Scarlet Witch. Good acting or a good, uh, good I casting love there. her. She is fantastic. I think uh, every movie she's in, mm -hmm. you know, from the, she's a the really very great beginning, actress. she's a really great actress. The Olsen family was hiding her for far too long. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I, I didn't realize, like, I'm like, wait, is she the, she's an Olsen? Oh, she's one God. of the, I didn't that know happened was... on, That happened on Instagram. Yeah. And I made the joke, yes, she's the hidden Olsen twin that they were keeping in the attic. They finally let her out. <laughs> I'm like. But I thought it was phenomenal. so funny. Phenomenal. No, she's great. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Love her. Um, let's go. Let's skip over to the DC side. Obviously, you've got uh, another fan favorite, Superman, Henry mm -hmm. Cavill. Um, I, I know. I know the ladies go him. wild. The I can't ladies stand go him. wild. The ladies go stand wild. Him. I think he's a horrible actor. <laughs> I think he's a terrible actor. Don't say that too too loud. The uh, I it's like you it's like by me listening. Oh, I'm so sorry, but it's like you literally took a piece of wood and dressed it up like Superman. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, I've never oh, snap seen such. They're coming for you. Wooden acting in my oh my. God. Michelle's coming for you. And I get it. Superman is not human, and I understand he may not understand everything what it's like to be like a human but my god man even christopher <laughs> reeve gave us an iota of feelings and That's emotions uh, while we're on see. dc yes. i didn't get to talk about this when we did the joker episode uh -huh. i could tell you right now and i don't know if it's just the way the character the way it was being portrayed to begin with and maybe the actor didn't wouldn't have mattered but jared leto i could not stand as the Joker in either Suicide Squad or the Justice League Snyder cut. I'm waiting. I cannot stand him in that role. Yeah, I'm waiting for one of those DVDs or Blu-rays to go on like super sale for like six Ugh. bucks or something. I have not seen any of any Jared Leto uh, Joker. So I'm. Uh, I love Jared Leto. Yeah. Love him. But no. Yeah. Pass. Have not seen it. Majorly. Um, let's see. I'm not really well versed in the whole DC angle. Oh, except... Margot Robbie. Oh, she's fantastic. Margot Robbie killed it. Respect. Yeah, I, I'm being dead serious. Uh, Harley totally. Quinn is right behind Catwoman. Yep. I mean, when she was introduced in the animated series, I watched the Batman animated series as a kid, and Harley Quinn just struck me and yep. stuck with me. I She's love that great, costume. Great actress. All and around. Margot Robbie was just yeah. perfect. Gal Gadot, I know where you're going. Oh, She's yeah. awesome as Wonder as Woman. As Wonder Woman. She I is love phenomenal. her. And, she um, is stunning. This next clip is for you, Bravo. <laughs> Gal Gadot. Yes, I'm very excited. I'll put that one in for him. Oh, she's been... gorgeous. Yeah, calm I, da I calm down, girl. Calm down, she, girl. I'm sorry. I appreciate everybody. <laughs> yes, she is. 
Absolutely. Too busy thinking about Gal Gadot. <laughs> so that was Dave Richards. Thank you, Dave, for that wonderful topic. That was awesome. Um, you know, there's a lot of comic book movies, a lot of superheroes mm-hmm. and supervillains, and a lot of actors that are going in. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's only going to ramp up, and superhero movies uh, will. Uh, they're not going away for sure. So I think everybody's going to get a chance to to be in a Marvel or a DC movie, mm-hmm. uh, especially now we are in Marvel's phase four. Uh, a lot of uh, things that are coming through the pipeline when it comes to superheroes. So uh, we'll see who they cast and uh, how they do in the future. Bum, bum, bum. All right, so we uh, saved the less, the the best topic for last uh, because I think it's uh, it's going to get a little uh, it's going to get Uh-oh. a little funky in here. I'm pumped though. I, I want to talk <laughs> about this. Um, our friend Ollie, what's up, Ollie? And uh, he posted a while ago uh, a post regarding fans and uh, being a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know what being a fan is. We also see the uh, the ugly side of being a fan. But his post is: I listened to this week's Scarif podcast, and Chantel is right. Star Wars fans are picky yet passionate. On my feed, I saw wrestling, horror, and even Metallica fans can be just as passionate. Uh, is the is this the creator's fault? For uh, fans being, and he has in uh, in quotes, uh, assholes. <laughs> um, and I know Vader Rapina has an acronym for fans. Uh, blanking assholes never satisfied. Um, or does the passion create heads? So, you know, we uh, every every so often. I see some Star Wars fans posting one thing or the other, and I see a lot of people kind of uh, latching on to something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like a rabid dog, like, you know, they just hold on to it like it's some weird canon thing <laughs> that if you don't believe the way I believe, then you're you're wrong. But it is interesting. We are definitely passionate uh, fans. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing says, uh, you know, passion than screaming Twitter <laughs> heads. But it's, um, oh my we God. are we are passionate. I mean, what can yeah. I say? We so, just had a whole episode about we, this. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. So are we, are we fans because we're passionate? Or are we assholes because we're fans and we're passionate? Like, what comes first? I think, uh, what what transforms us into that? And I'm going to give you an example. We're going to talk about it briefly because it's, uh, it's all the rage. Um, as you know, uh, there has been some uh, news that uh, Marsha Lucas, George Lucas's ex-wife, um, was uh, quoted in a uh, behind-the-scenes book. Uh, the uh, I think it's the history of the producer Howard Kazanjian, 
And um, she's quoted basically just kind of uh, ripping into the sequel trilogy. Uh, she talks about not her going into episode one, The Phantom Menace, and coming out crying because she didn't like it. She realizes that George is very, very you know, passionate and very talented, but episode one really just kind of like it just uh, mesmerized her. Um, too CGI heavy, which, you know, that that is a criticism of episode mm-hmm. one and the prequels. But mm-hmm. she really ripped into the sequel trilogy, uh, talking about how Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, uh, they don't know Star Wars and they have no business doing Star Wars. And um, she got really ticked off at Han Solo being killed, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people are really, you know, hanging their hat on on that quote, say, you know, kind of legitimizing and almost weaponizing an, uh, an opinion uh, to kind of serve their purpose. Like, you know, obviously here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, we're not too crazy about the sequel trilogy. Well, mm-hmm. there's, there's no secret, but there's a lot of people that really have weaponized that opinion uh, to uh, berate others with uh, with a different opinion, and obviously the sequel trilogy is loved by many fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, this opinion is out there, and it has been weaponized by um, by a, a segment of the fans. But what is it about being a fan that kind of turns you into kind of a vindictive uh, person? I mean, why can't we just accept? that you like something that I don't and I might like something that you don't and then just leave it alone. What's up with that? I think it's a basic primal thing that we all have inside of us that we want to win. Like a tribal? Yeah. And I think there is a competitive nature in everybody. And it's just, it varies in, you know, in levels depending on the person. And I personally think that that is what it boils down to, which is why everyone is always about, you know, well, I'm right, you're wrong. No, it's not about that. It's not a competition. This is all subjective. It's like a work of art. You can have two people look at a painting and they could come out feeling two completely different ways about it. It's the same thing about movies. It's the same thing about TV. It's the same thing about music. Same thing about books. So, I mean... But let me ask you this, you know, we, we belong into this this fan community, but mm-hmm. you mentioned music, you mentioned some of the other things, books. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of back and forth um, for some of the other media that exists. Like if I'm a fan of this book. You've never and, been part and, of a Harry Potter group. Oh, there you go. Happens over there too, huh? Mm-hmm. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Harry Potter fans are, we're nuts too. I mean, look, I almost just got into, I just blocked somebody and got into a fight with somebody on Twitter over Conan, over Conan O'Brien. So what does that tell you? I'm a big fan of Conan. He means a certain, you know, I have certain personal feelings about what he means to me. He helped me through some really dark periods in, in high school, you know, and that's why I say comedy is very important to me. And he made me feel a little comfortable in my own skin because he's the biggest fucking goofball that I know on TV. And he doesn't he didn't care how weird he was. He didn't care that he wasn't Johnny Carson or mm-hmm. David Letterman or Jay Leno. He did his own thing. He didn't apologize for it. And somehow, look, he stuck around and retired after 28 years. And he's the longest running talk show host, mm. late night show. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But he meant he means something to me. Somebody wanted to use him against me. 
I went ahead, went after him. Guy decided to be an idiot and body shame me, and I blocked him. But that's what it means to be a fan. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being passionate. Right. Just I don't think you should make people feel like they're wrong for not agreeing with you or not feeling a certain type of way. That happened to me at work with with Star Wars. A former coworker of mine, he was on the younger side, so he was more of the champion for the sequel trilogies and I'm always going to be of the original. And I listened to his views and I respected it, but he had a problem with me loving the original trilogy and I said, "Dude, you wouldn't have a sequel trilogy right. without the original <laughs> trilogy. What are you even talking about?" Jeez. He was getting so pissed. Yeah. He's like, how can you not like it? I'm like, well, why aren't you understanding why I love the right. original trilogy, but I got to see your point of view? That's not fair. It's yeah. not a discussion at that point. It's not anymore. There's no such thing as a debate. There's no such thing as a discussion anymore. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. You know, it is. Um, yeah, I think you hit it right on the uh, right on the head there. Mm -hmm. Um you know, sometimes you're scrolling through social media and you see someone say, I love this. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, you're wrong. And and I keep saying technology is really what's been the issue. Social media has yeah. made everybody, quote unquote, brave. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all have a platform. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we're sitting here uh, in front of a mic talking about it and hoping that uh, a couple of our... Uh, followers listen to what we have to say and uh like i said we have a platform mm -hmm. but it's uh yeah it's you know sometimes you just have to kind of scroll through and if you see that post where somebody says i like something that you don't just keep going you yeah. don't have to answer it just let them like it that's, that's fine what i don't understand people have this tick now like that they have to respond and it's like why just let it go it's the yeah, big deal and I'll be honest with you, you know, I'll fall into that trap sometimes. Somebody will say it's something very tempting. about something. It's very tempting. I get and I'll it. Start, I'll start typing and I'm like, hmm. Because we're human. We have emotion. To say we're not driven by emotions is, is a lie. It's illogical, Captain. Yeah. I went from zero to 60 when that guy tried to use Conan against me. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Good for you. And that's another thing for... It was such a such a stupid thing to comment on. Mm, yeah, to the point where it literally escalated in from zero to sixty that you are body shaming me now. You know what I mean? Like that's where it went to. Like in two seconds flat. Like why? You know what I mean? Like this is this is what we're dealing with, and I think a lot of that does have to do with social media. Sure, it doesn't. You know, I, I saw some of the I saw some of your posts, and it doesn't doesn't seem like they were uh, very mature to begin with. No, so. no. And they were yeah. trolling. They were doing it on purpose. But that yeah. doesn't mean I'm still not going to have a retort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> These are good topics, by the way. Absolutely. Thank you very uh, much, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Dave Richards, Ali K, our uh, Red 5 family, the uh, Escape Pod. Thank you guys for that. Those are some really great topics. Uh, Shanti, thank you so much for joining uh, joining me. You had to because you're the co-host, right? I know. I'm sorry we couldn't get a third person. <laughs> yeah, we usually have a friend uh, dissect these uh, quick cuts with us, but uh, still a lot of fun. Still a lot of, uh, you know opinionating uh mm -hmm. opinions going back and forth so had, still had a lot of fun 
Awesome. So uh, where can folks find you when you're not here at the Scare of, uh, Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast? Well, I'm on Twitter and I just <laughs> recently uh, changed yeah, just my name. Names. <laughs> I was like watching. So I went to the profile of the podcast profile and I clicked on your name and, I'm, and it said user not found. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I got bored. I wanted to match my profile picture. So I decided to go with Selena Kyle 29. <laughs> so if you're looking for me. Just look under Selena Kyle 29. <laughs> I uh, really love Catwoman. <laughs> absolutely. Talk about rebranding. Or is it multiple personality disorder? We won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be used to rebranding with extra techie doing it every three yeah, seconds. Absolutely. absolutely. By the way, happy belated birthday. I think it was happy his birthday belated, yesterday. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, that's right. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday or the day before. But happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday, Sean. So thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, our Quick Cuts show. And remember, Quick Cuts, we take three topics from some of our Twitter friends and break them down. Isn't that right, Shanti? Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. You sound so pumped. But if you want to leave us a message, give us a call on the Scare of Scuttlebutt hotline, 773-234-8659. Leave us a voicemail if you guys have any ideas for our next Quick Cut Topics show. Check it out. What do we got coming up next? I hear we have uh, some really great shows coming up, especially for Halloween. Oh, Alan. Alan Press Play. He's got a whole bunch of different shows that he wants to do throughout October, and I'm sure I'm going to be involved in every single one. The first one is actually going to be Vampires Against Werewolves. Oh, nice. And we're doing that with Andy, um, who was on the Monsters episode with us, and Josh Irwin and Josh Sith Care Bear, the two Joshes. The two Josh By the way, there. I went from knowing absolutely no Joshes in my life to now knowing three, because now we got <laughs> Sith Care Bear, Josh Irwin, and then Josh from a certain point of view. I'm absolutely, getting yeah. so lost. Yeah, and I'm, um, I'm going to change my name, too, to Josh. Yeah, to Josh. <laughs> to confuse it all and then actually on wednesday i believe it's this wednesday um escape pod is doing kind of a, a ladies night kind of thing where oh, i'm cool. also going to be on with uh sidebar cantina and zori's going to join us and i think Very i got nice. bill zoro to join us as well where we're kind of going to give the female perspective on fandom and some of our experiences of oh, being a female nerd and what it's been like you know because unfortunately there's always been that stigma that the nerdy stuff is for the boys only and it's a boys only club so it should be fun to share some of our crazy experiences sounds good and that's only a myth there's a whole bunch of lady mm -hmm. nerds who are just as dedicated <laughs> and we love them mm -hmm. sure you do <laughs> excellent Shanti take us out and that's the scuttlebutt <laughs> Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. 
You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All Wings Report In. It's the Red 5 Network.